brought to you by Roadcaster Pro. Hello, my name is Shane A. Bassett, the movie analyst, your host for another edition of Mickey Rourke Talk, the uh, discussion podcast where we discuss Sir Eddie Cook or Philip Andre Rourke Jr., or as he is better known as Mr. Mickey Rourke, Oscar nominated American actor Mickey Rourke. Today's film is one that did not do well when it was first released. It flew under the radar for many years. I think it did quite well on VHS and then later on DVD. That, I understand, is a little bit hard to find, a copy of this film. Now, you might be able to find it around. You know, I say things are rare, but occasionally things pop up and I don't know about them. There has never been a special edition of this film released, and I'm quite surprised Unless the rights to the movie are all tied up, um, I'm quite surprised because of the actors that are in it, the the reputation it has now, and I don't know. It's just I didn't like it much when I first saw it in '96. Might have been '97. I saw it because movies took a longer time to get to Australia from the US release. Whatever it was, I saw it for the first time '96, '97. It was at the cinema. I don't believe there were many other people there. I remember the cinema surroundings i can't remember exactly where i saw it but it would have been probably at one that doesn't exist anymore and george street in sydney i enjoyed it at the time but i didn't see it again for years and years and years and years and then uh, i kind of watched it a couple of times before this podcast and forgot a lot about it and recognized many of the actors that pop up too which i'll also talk about What is the movie I'm discussing today? Well, you probably already know because you would have seen it on the label when you pressed play on this podcast. However, in case you didn't and you're a Mickey Rourke Talk subscriber and you just listen to anything that I put out, whatever Mickey Rourke movie discussion it might be, today's film is from 1996, Bullet, directed by Julian Temple, starring... People alongside Mickey, such as Ted Levine, Peter Dinklage, yep, Pete is in this, and also Tupac Shakur, and Mickey and Tupac were mates in real life. Another fun fact is Mickey wrote this. Well, he co-wrote it, and I'll talk a little bit more about that shortly. Bullet from 1996. Mickey Rourke plays Butch Bulletstein, a tough guy with a reputation that precedes him. He's paroled after something like eight years behind bars. He immediately gets picked up by his little brother and good mate in the Cadillac out the front of the prison. And then, of course, it all starts again. Trouble, mayhem and chaos. Hit the go button. This is actually quite a sad movie. When I say sad, it's depressing. Uh, It's got minor action scenes, but it's more a drama about... Drugs, people on the streets with no direction. Yeah, still a good movie though, really well acted and uh, definitely deserves its resurgence and reputation it now has somewhat 30 odd years later after it first released. Bullet. Wrong, cause my mind is 
Temperatures dropping at the rotten oasis Stealing kisses from the leprous faces Oh, thank you very much, Beck. That is the song Devil's Haircut from the album Odelay. It is not a song that features on the Bullet soundtrack. However, it re- was released into the charts and done quite well the same year as Bullet was released in 1996. Mickey Rourke is the headliner here. His name is first in the opening credits. That's quite impressive. And speaking of openings, <laughs> a lot of people mention Hedwig. Just kidding. If you know Hedwig and the Angry Inch, you'll know that joke. The opening scene is an airborne shot that flows into and down through a prison yard, all to the lovely, pristine sounds of classical music. I would assume there was no drones then. It would have been a helicopter shot, a light plane maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but it's done really well. And you first see Mickey in the film reluctantly taking care of business he's belting up prison inmates he gets set up upon and hit and bashed and attempted stabbing uh it's not a bad rough not a bad sort of opening a bit of rough housing it's got some really good strong choreography fight choreography uh and when he walks out of jail he's picked up as i mentioned by his brother and his mate in a pink cadillac yeah, you should see it. And uh, this rings a bell because Pink Cadillac was a 1989 movie starring Clint Eastwood, Jeffrey Lewis, Bernadette Peters, and featured Jim Carrey. He was on stage in a scene in the background, but Clint used him again in a later film called The Deadpool. Come on, you guys, hurry up! You forgot your fortune cookie. What?! So you think you know what Dirty Harry's up to? Take another look. Secret. A dead pool is just a harmless game. Sounds pretty sick to me. I'll play his game and make it real. Will the game continue? In the case you don't realize it, Callahan, your name is on this list too. Don't you get it? The whole idea is to pick celebrities who aren't going to make it because they're old, or because they're sick, or because they're on a high-risk profession. Like police work? Nothing personal enough. Sounds to me like this dead pool thing is making you a little paranoid, Callahan. Maybe I'll start my own dead pool and put you on it. You threatening me? You want to play the game. You better know the rules, love. Clint Eastwood is Dirty Harry. He's just learned a new game. The Deadpool. Ah, yes, courtesy of Warner Brothers. That is the uh, trailer to Deadpool, which is more of a... uh, of a visual trailer, but with that song playing, I had to just uh, put it on. And, And I forgot to mention Liam Neeson... You heard his voice. He has a incredible ponytail in the Deadpool from 1988. A 
a, I guess you could call it a Dirty Harry movie that uh, many don't like or dismiss. Personally, I don't mind it. And, uh, yeah, you've got to see it to believe it uh, in, in a sense where it goes from because the original Dirty Harry to the Deadpool, oh, boy, there was a change. There was a change. And why am I mentioning the Deadpool in a bullet Mickey Rock talk episode? That is because, as I said, Pink Cadillac is what uh, Butch the Bullet Stein is picked up in by his little brother and his mate. And, uh, yeah, Pink Cadillac was a Clint Eastwood movie from 1989. And the year before, I just had to mention the Deadpool because both those films featured Jim Carrey. And a lot of people probably don't remember that. When they're in the Cadillac, they're catching up, they're having drugs immediately on, you know, in front of everybody. They're whistling and talking to women uh, and the stereo is blaring. And guess what song it is blaring? What song do they play in the car? Well, it's playing so loud everyone can hear it because it's convertible and the roof is down. I'm too sexy for my love, too sexy for my love, love's going to leave me. That's right, Right Said Fred, I'm Too Sexy is the song that they are playing in the pink Cadillac as they drive around when picking up Bullet. Then, hilariously, Bullet grabs the cassette out of the cassette player and throws it out the window onto the road, smashing it and just leaving it as they drive away. Kind of funny, happens quick, but uh, is a very good moment. And uh, yeah, the song is no longer heard unfortunately. Oh, come on. It's not that bad. Okay, so uh, Bullet goes back to stay at his family house. Uh, the tense parallels are really obvious in this. they got a really screwed up family. But his mum, she's loving. She's holding it all together just... His sketchy, fed-up dad is not happy and um, very much complaining 24-7, it seems. He's continuously degrading his son and family at times in general, which isn't nice. He's fed up, as I say, but um, especially when Bullet rejects this job that he offers him uh, and the dad drinks a lot of martinis. I think that's got something to do with his attitude. As mentioned earlier, the movie is sad. Uh, there's drugs and wasted youth. And demonstrating on insanity, uh, the streets here are portrayed as garbage dumps. Not just of trash, but people. It's not good, but that's how the movie was made. It's gritty. And I don't think you could um, get that feel because there's a lot of real locations used in this film. 
something his dad does, uh, he sort of, he mentions it a couple of times that Butch was a baseball prodigy, but he screwed it all up. A scholarship lost. His childhood bedroom uh, and has, like, it's all set up, I would imagine, from when he used to stay there and live there as a kid. He's got baseball bats and memorabilia, uniforms, paraphernalia, all baseball stuff around. And you know what a fun fact, and I only recently watched this again for a previous episode of Mickey Rourke Tour, so go and check it out. In Exit in Red, I think it was that movie, Mickey's character hits baseballs into the desert really well and I picked that up when I was watching it put it in my notes and mentioned it in the podcast he hits these baseballs while he's being interrogated by a couple of cops and just whacking them out into like a desert or a a vacant lot or something from memory so yeah I reckon uh, Mickey himself might have been a decent baseball player if given the opportunity what does Mickey wear in bullet well hoodies beanie uh, black and white bandana, white shoes, runners. He has a Star of David necklace around his neck. Obviously, you'd have it around your neck. I guess you could put a necklace around your wrist as well. He has a loose gold chain with the necklace. Uh, loose jeans, speaking of loose. Very 90s style, hanging down. Black and fluoro green stripes on a tracky jacket. A tracky jacket is a tracksuit top. And he has it unzipped a lot. Bit of rhyming there. For the uninitiated, trackies are tracksuits, if you're in Australia. Other things I noticed. Uh, there is some snorting of cocaine through rolled up money. Rolled up notes. Now, money is filthy. Think about how many people have touched it. And they're putting drugs in it and snorting it up their nostrils. Not good. Think of all those germs. Mickey is always smoking in this one. Definitely smoking and it suits his character because, yeah, that's just how Butch rolls. Also, unfortunately, there's excessive saxophone on the soundtrack. That's a no-no in my viewing experience. Not just of this movie, but almost every movie that involves heavy lifting soundtrack of saxophones give me a break please we don't need that to set a mood we really don't ban the saxophone on soundtracks please maybe that's a little bit harsh i think of careless whisper by george michael never tear us apart in excess and a few others but there's just excessive saxophone on it on certain soundtracks that are too many to name and it is embarrassing And unless you're the saxophone player from the Lost Boys, tone it down a little bit.
All right, all right. Thank you very much. Uh, co-stars alongside Mickey Rourke in Bullet, they're all on fire and there's a real huge amount to talk about. Let's uh, start off with Oscar winner for the piano, Adrian Brody. He plays Ruby, the little brother of Butch, and he's an artist. He's actually an art philosopher, as he explains to someone in the film. He was in a movie recently called Blonde, and uh, that was about Marilyn Monroe, and it was a made-up story of Marilyn Monroe that was not well-received, and rightly so, not good. Please avoid Blonde unless you need to be a completist when it comes to the blonde bombshell Marilyn Monroe. It's a Netflix movie, by the way, if you are looking for it. Blonde. Splice was a film from 2019 that Adrian Brody starred in and was quite an impressive sci-fi film. He was also in The Village, which I thought was excellent. Uh, Midnight in Paris, hilarious. King Kong, the Peter Jackson version, uh, very good in that. And Adrian Brody in general is always a talent. Uh, he's been in quite a few Wes Anderson movies as well. Chupac Shakur, he plays Tank. Uh, we first see him around the 18th minute and he makes an immediate impact. I like him a lot. Uh, haven't seen all his films, believe it or not. He wears an eye patch, uh, a little bit like Snake Plissken in this movie. Gives him a little bit of an edge. I liked Poetic Justice, the movie he did with Janet Jackson. Uh, romantic and very off-kilter for Tupac and showed his range of acting. So does this movie, but totally different characters. He was also good in Above the Rim. And now I don't like basketball much, but that was a good movie. He was a sad loss to the creative arts. Uh, when he passed away, he was very young and too young to not be with us anymore and to continue singing and acting. Bit of a legend. And that is one of the main reasons, I guess, him being in it, that it, it is a film bullet that has picked up momentum over the years and people want to watch it. Another actor in this movie is Johnny Noss III. He plays Lester. He's dressed by Versace, actually. And he, I think he's a mate of Mickey Rourke because he was in Ashby. He was in FTW, uh, the 1994 movie, which was also called The Last Ride. And recently, The Commando, John Enos III, popped up in. And you can hear me talk about both Ashby and The Commando in different episodes of previous installments of Mickey Rourke Talk. They are so happy together. They're real friends and it shows on screen in this movie. They're, they're laughing and smiling and, and whenever they're together on screen, they're always like having a go at each other, but backing each other up as well. Yes, they're in character, but they're also friends uh, and I like it. It really does help the film and the chemistry. Peter Dinklage appears. Now, Peter Dinklage, he's uncredited in this movie. Uh, but Peter Dinklage, of course, Game of Thrones but I never watched an episode and still haven't. The movies that impress me, among many that Peter Dinklage has appeared in, are The Station Agent from 2003. I Care A Lot from 2020 is an incredible film. Rossamon Pike, just outstanding in that. Peter was in Elf, the uh, 2003 Christmas movie. Never gets old. 
Living in Oblivion. Now, that was from 1995. And an incredible indie film, when indie films were massive. And I mean massive. Yes, Bullet was released in 1996, and Living in Oblivion was released in 1995, two totally different movies, but from the same, I guess you could say, budget. Maybe Living in Oblivion was a little bit less. St. John of Las Vegas from 2009. Peter Dinklage was good in that too. And Living in Oblivion and St. John of Las Vegas both starred Steve Buscemi. And Steve Buscemi is friends with Mickey Rourke because he directed him in a movie called Animal Factory, a movie I have not discussed yet, but I will. Also has Danny Trejo in it, Edward Furlong, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, looking forward to talking about Animal Factory, actually. And I cannot talk about Peter Dinklage without mentioning none other than Tiptoes from 2002. No, just kidding. I Love You Too, out of 2010, an Australian movie. He flew down to the Southern Hemisphere to film a movie down under called I Love You Too, which did mediocre business in Australian cinemas, and I don't think it did any business anywhere else in the world. Yvonne Strahovski was in that, and Yvonne, wow, another fantastic Aussie actor. But we're here to talk about Bullet. Thank you, Peter. He appears in this movie, as I mentioned, uncredited, and he gets spoken to not very nicely by Butch. I'll mention that in a second, what he says. Ted Levine is in this movie. Lewis Stein, he plays the big brother of Butch and big brother of Ruby. Ted Levine, best known, well, when, when I say best known, he's been in so many great movies, but uh, many people remember him from Silence of the Lambs out of 1990 and Heat, 1995. Nowhere to Run. Now, that's an underrated movie if I ever saw one. Like it a lot. Jean-Claude Van Damme, Rosanna Arquette. And Ted Levine from 1993, Nowhere to Run. Shutter Island, Muddy Scorsese, 2010 movie, great movie. Last Outlaw, he starred alongside Mickey Rourke previously. Now, The Last Outlaw, you can hear about on a previous episode of Mickey Rourke Talk. It's a 1993 Western. Speaking of Westerns, Ted Levine was in Wild Wild West, unfortunately. Would you call that a Western? Oh, goodness gracious me. Wild Wild West from 1999. Now, 1999 was an amazing year in film. And it also had some amazing flops like Wild Wild West. Will Smith said no to The Matrix to do Wild Wild West. And finally, Ted Levine was in the original 2001 movie, The Fast and the Furious that uh, launched a legacy of car crashes and crappy movies in general. They're okay. I don't want to get into it. But let's talk about Ted in Bullet for a minute. As a character with a brain off balance, I'm sure the director Julian Temple told him to go all out. Unless it was written into his character, he's unpredictable and he is as I said, off balance. He has false teeth 
And at one point, he uh, he finds them in a pair of goggles before gra- grabbing them and putting them back into his mouth. As the brother of Butch, uh, he loves him. You can tell. He goes around in his own world, though, whispering, murmuring. He uh, wears this shave coat, a dressing gown. I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, he's got dirty undies on, just around the house, doesn't get dressed, walks in and out of rooms, doesn't care who's in them. He walks his dog outside in, in those particular clothes. He harasses police. He has this military group that he addresses. They're mostly kids and people off the street. Uh, he recruits people by the look of it, fellow conspiracy theorists, just for the fun of it, it seems. Um, he's mad or is he? hard to tell ted is wholly committed to this role so good he's almost unwatchable ted levine is so good in this but you know what his character lewis has a heart and he helps bullet without bullet even knowing it a few times actually in particular after a fight in an alley and you'll get to see that in the finale There are certain things that Lewis does for his brother, Butch Bullet, that um, are very loving, but offbeat, to say the least. Some other actors uh, that pop up in this movie, just quickly worth noting. Uh, Former new kid on the block, Donnie Wahlberg. He was also in The Sixth Sense. Righteous Kill with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Uh, Brian Dennehy was in Righteous Kill too, from memory. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg, brother of Mark, also appeared in a couple of Saw movies. Bullet also features Joey Rourke. He has a cameo, the late brother of Mickey. Very close, they were. Uh, Suzanne Shepard plays Mama Stein, Cookie Stein. And you know what? Her control in this movie as an actor is remarkable. It's behind the eyes that you can tell how deep she's getting into character. Really good, showing a ton of emotions in this role without showing them. The eyes have it. Suzanne Shepard, what a performance. Dealing with a lot with this family that she is the matriarch of. Tree's Lounge was a movie that uh, Suzanne also popped up in same year as Bullet, 1996, and Tree's Lounge was directed by Steve Buscemi. We just spoke about him. Does not feature Mickey Rourke, though. And, of course, you remember Suzanne Shepard in Uncle Buck, classic John Candy comedy, and Choke from 2008. With uh, Yeah, you know, Choke is a movie that I would believe not many people know about, and they'd probably watch it for 10 or 15 minutes and turn it off. Other things of note in Bullet. Well, Bullet smokes inside a nightclub. Could you do that in 1996? No, I don't think so. Bullet tells two boys playing in the streets to get off the streets by showing them his arm. He's got scars and marks from injecting himself. He's a mess. And uh, what he says to Peter Dinklage's character, he yells out the window to Peter Dinklage, To get lost and go find the yellow brick road. Inappropriate now, but kind of amusing 
in the context of this movie. Is that is that wrong? Thank you, Fiona Apple. That song is appropriate because it's called Criminal. It's off the album title. And it was released in 1996, same year as Bullet, the movie we are discussing right now on Mickey Rourke Talk. Could Mickey have played any other role? That is a very good question I'm asking myself, as I always do. Potentially, the Ted Levine role would have been kind of suitable, I think, but you know what? I think Mickey is so great as Butch Bulletstein for many reasons. He has respect for Tank, which is an arch enemy of him in the film and eventually his disposer. And although enemies, it works. The best of enemies, in a way. They have a history. And I would have liked to have heard more about it or maybe not flashbacks. They don't always work. Maybe not narration. I have a thing about narration if it's not done right or inappropriate. But I would have liked to have seen or heard something about their backstory. Maybe when they were kids. Who knows? Maybe they just got a rivalry on the streets and they don't know each other. I think they do. From what the movie tells me, I think they do. Mickey might have been good as Lester, maybe a few years earlier than 1996. Uh, but you know what? It's perfect casting for Ted Levine as Lester. He just goes all out, as I mentioned. Julian Temple probably just let him go. And speaking of perfect casting, Mickey Rourke as Bullet, top notch, and deserves to be one of his higher regarded films. Not by critics, probably, but by scholars of rock and fans of Shakur. It is a good film, harsh, unrelenting. I don't know how many times they drop the F-bomb in this. Probably not as much as Goodfellas, but it is dropped a lot. And depressing because of the situation of some of these characters. Even at one point where Mickey... Can't uh, he can't get it up? Is probably the clearest way to say it during an intimate moment, and that is not overplayed. It is a scene that makes you think. Yeah, there's reasons behind it. The whole uh, jail, I would say, uh, experience contributed to that. But Mickey, of course, he gets a chance to show off his boxing skills in Bullet, as he has done uh, in many movies. There is a kind of fight club scene in this, or a uh, fight club setup scene that doesn't go for long, but that's what it reminded me of. Bullet is underrated, and that's it. Watch it if you get a chance. 
I hope you enjoyed this edition of Mickey Rock Talk. My name is Shane A. Bassett. You can find me online, social media, at movie underscore analyst. You can email me, write me a letter, the old-fashioned way, <laughs> the, uh, the 90s old-fashioned way. <laughs> email me at shaneadambassett at gmail.com or check out my YouTube channel. If you want to see some terrific interviews, including people like Eric Roberts, Ryan Quanton, they talk about Mickey Rock movies and working with him. But there's lots of interviews on there. Movie analyst Shane Adam Bassett is my YouTube channel. So until next time, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, there'll be another Mickey Rock talk in the future. I don't know what movie it might be, but in any case, long live. Mickey Rock. Jesus, Mom, what stinks? It's schmaltz and gargle soup, which in your father's favorite. I thought it was stuffed Dermanite tonight. I never understand why you care so much about that loser. Lewis, don't talk that way. You know I don't like it. I'm sorry, Mom. But... You know, things were a lot better around here when Butchie was in prison. You know, you yourself said that the only time that you and Pop can sleep at night is when he's locked up. She's probably out right now committing multiple heinous crimes. Uh, there's just a little taste of uh, interaction between Suzanne Shepard and Ted Levine from the movie Bullet. Bye for now. <laughs>